0: From the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi.
1: I love the smell of night pump in the morning.
0: I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On the X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.
1: I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Took up and a what we've got
2: here is failure to communicate.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms, treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi.
2: I said what I said and
0: I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not Run saying anything. Rocky LaFleur.
2: Yo, Adrian! I
0: Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're well, raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chase him off with a broom. Welcome
2: to the On the Podcast. Powered by JustSouth.com. I'm Jay Paul Jackson, and today I'm joined by the fabulous one, Rocky LaFleur, our other co-host, Josh Webb, and also returning as our special guest today, Mr. B.C. Rogers of Persnickety and Ren and Ivy. B.C., Josh, Rocky, great to have you guys on here today, and thank God, duck season has
0: arrived. <laughs> duck season's here, Jay Paul.
2: Man, praise him and pass the collection plate, guys. I am ready to do some serious hunting. Oh, God, <laughs> that
1: was a, that was an awesome no. opening day, Paul. I feel so wonderful from that. Gee well, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: well, can
2: you be that, that's cool. dude?
0: Uh, Yeah, no, that's got, cool, you, Rocky.
1: I got an old oh, Josh's here, and then we have. So that's cool. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I, won't, I won't hold it over your head.
2: You guys, you guys be nice to one another for once, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what, Josh? I should have said. I should have said. And today on the podcast, I'm joined by the fabulous Rocky LaFour, the handsome, charming, and ultra uber talented Josh Webb, and of course, returning as our guest host, Mr. BC Ivy of Brennan Ivy. BC Rogers, I'm sorry. But gosh, no. forgive me, I'll make up a see, see you got number, you, okay? Okay? you got to
1: put comp- you got to put in compliments on me and you got all twisted in your mind. It's, it's, <laughs> hard, for him, it's hard for him to do,
2: I'm telling you. It's fine.
1: Anyway, let's talk on
2: it. Hey, hey, at least
1: at least he doesn't have to introduce himself and describe himself would be sitting here for thirty minutes.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, I think I'm just going to sit back
0: here and listen to you guys talk the whole time. It's <laughs> a, uh, y'all, are y'all just going to give each other a hard time the way you do seem to do every week, or uh you going <laughs> to actually get some t- talking about hunting done?
2: <laughs> We're going to get into some duck hunting, but first, for Rocky's benefit, in the immortal words of Taylor Swift, Rocky, why you want to be so mean? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just quoted Taylor Swift. Oh, Lord, forgive me, please. You right, right. The
0: last time I was on here, we were talking about beauty pageants, and now we're talking about Taylor Swift. This is going south fast. <laughs>
2: you should have been with us, PC, when we had Dave Reynolds a few weeks ago on with us from uh, Excel Boats and Mud Buddy Motors. We talked about beauty pageants, Catfish Queen. Your name was brought up also. And then we talked about mrs mississippi which is rocky's other sister-in-law and by the way I, all right so if i want to ask you this question bc while we've got you here and then i'm going to shut up and let you guys talk for a while but bc i want to know this if, if a lady's name has mrs in front of it how would you how would you refer to her mrs that's how you say mrs Missis- that's how you say it mississippi that is the <laughs> Mississippi thing, I guess, In the rest of the world, I believe it's Misses, but I know in Tennessee and Utah it is, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I guess so, so I'm walking. So did I just walk into a trap, and uh, I guess I answered on the favor of my, my uh, Mississippi buddies on here. Is that is that correct? Is that what just happened?
1: Hey, yeah, we all stick together, brother.
0: <laughs> all right. Okay, good. I'm glad <laughs> I got that one right. right
1: hey, J-Paul. Hey. Yes, sir yeah i'll I'll break in and uh I'll bring this out on b c uh Friday morning I've been working to get ready for clients to come in in the next couple of weeks and anyway i was a- aw- i was awakened by shots <laughs> my alarm clock went off right at shooting time and buddy did it go off and none other than mr <laughs> b rogers was in the flooded timber right down from the
0: lodge.
1: So think, tell, yeah. tell us about yeah. the opener in Mississippi.
0: Oh, it was it was good, not great, Rocky. Uh, and and I I'm glad to know I didn't wake you and the children up. Uh, but uh, opening opening weekend is opening weekend. Uh, for those of you on the listening to the show that don't know, Rocky and I have been neighbors for what Rocky 17, 20 years, something long time. Uh, yes. And uh, so we uh, yeah, we, it was it was good, not great. Um, there's, uh, you know, the, it, we killed some of my favorite duck, uh, the wood ducks. Uh, I, wood ducks, my favorite duck, because he's from Mississippi, just like me. Uh, and we, it, we, <laughs> we, I gotta, bet he says
2: business, gotta, too.
0: <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> uh, we killed some owls, we killed some gadwalls, uh, and, uh, it had, uh, one lone group of teal that was lost. Uh, so, uh, pretty good hunt, and, uh, pretty good opener i particularly compared to what i'm hearing from a lot of other folks uh you know i guess uh those who found water found ducks in many cases uh those who didn't find enough water didn't find enough ducks is that what you guys are hearing as well
1: hey hey bc before let me ask you this now you had a good opener on friday now how did saturday and sunday how did those follow up
0: um well you know like a lot of people I've talked to we didn't have a whole lot of options so we kind of had to uh, you know overhunch uh so they were okay uh sunday morning I have to share this with you guys uh was a real blessing the uh my wife Kim who uh helps me to run our business Ren and Ivy uh and I went out just the two of us which is a rare uh and special thing for us to be able to do um and we we ended up having a great hunt and uh and actually did kill the limit and uh kim kim shot maybe as as well as i've ever seen her shoot and uh it was a real special morning so that that was a that was a a great 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 hunt what morning
1: i was going to bring up the that, that you and your wife do get to hunt together a good bit, and um, yeah. but one thing I wanted to bring up was I saw a video, a video clip of, of your poor
0: wife <laughs> hand sawing <laughs> the
1: log, uh, and I I didn't know if that was on a slow day or if it was just uh, something that was really bothering her. Um, so I, I wanted to bring that up.
0: Well, you know, Josh, what's interesting about that is it really wasn't that slow, and you'll see in the video. You know, she's saying, I guess, I mean, I guess this is good. My wife's got pretty high standards when it comes to what slow is. But, uh, you you know, we were killing ducks, and uh, the dog was having a little, with the water so low, the dog was having a little hard time getting around this one piece of us. it's a long story. But uh, my wife decided to go into her blind bag, get out a handsaw, and cut through a cypress tree uh so you can you and it, can see and that it was our...
1: a tree too. I mean it wasn't it wasn't like a limb that might get in the way. I mean she she had some work out for I, I laughed. Oh uh it was funny. I couldn't you know, it's I don't
0: know I don't know about your brides, but uh when Kim decides she's gonna do something, she does it. and uh and so I don't know how many groups that messed up, but it was more fun to watch her do it. And she did. And by the way, uh, I don't know if it's on the video or not, but she did cut all the way through that big tree. Uh, and and you can see the video on our Facebook page uh, at ivy dot com. Yeah. Now, now in a, in a month
1: when it's all underwater, will you take her back by there and ask her if she still still needs to
0: trim it up some more? Are you asking me if I'm a complete idiot? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a little i a little i a little insulted Josh. no i will not do that uh, not only that but uh,
2: it's not kind of
0: really hard to get her not to listen to this podcast yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, well no oh, but that, we had that, we had good that, we had good hunts we had good hunts uh and, I'm and, glad, and glad you're to right kim, kim gets to go with me uh more times than not, she uh, like like I would I would wager all of us on this call would say um, we're um, we're we're blessed to have uh, ladies that support us in our hunting, but it's a it's an even more uh, special blessing when they can join you in the field. Uh, so we're uh, certainly had a great weekend, regardless of how many ducks we kill.
2: Amen. That's what counts anyway. Um, how much you enjoy yourself out in the field and getting to spend time and you know i'm really glad you said that DC, because i had a pretty neat hunt over the weekend um i was in stuttgart at the wings over the prairie festival uh with folks from hardcore and by the way i guess right now would be a great time to point out that as always this podcast is brought to you by hardcore brands and hardcore decoys makers of some of the most innovative and durable waterfowl products out there they know it's not easy being hardcore I uh, also want to give a shout out to my friend Bobby Webb of Webb Sporting Goods in DeWitt, Arkansas. And uh, Bobby listens to the podcast I found out this weekend very regularly. Josh Rocky, you'll be very proud to know that. He's a big fan of yours, Rocky. I, I don't want to make your head any bigger than it is, to go with those size 16 shoes and a big hat you wear, but uh, he is a big fan of yours, Rocky said he's enjoyed them a whole lot. And so I'd like to encourage anybody hunting down and in, in, the Prairie of Arkansas. If you're around to wit and you need anything at all, go to Web Sporting Goods to get it. Really good people, family owned store. But anyway, BC, back to what you just said, I appreciate that because Saturday morning I had the good fortune uh, of being invited on a hunt by a really good friend of mine in private flooded green timber adjacent to Bayou Mito. And um, because we had to get back to the Wings Over the Prairie Festival, We only hunted until about 9 o'clock, and the birds were still flying pretty good when we left. But uh, we killed 11 ducks, a couple of woodies, a gadwall, and eight mallards. And there were four of us, so obviously we could have killed a whole lot more, particularly twice as many mallards, so we didn't limit out. But what was so great about that hunt was that when we were leaving, one of the guys that I would brought along as a guest of mine from Hardcore, turned to uh, another one of the guys and uh, that would come with us and said, man, that is one of the best hunts that I can remember in a long time. And uh, I thought that was, you know, it just goes to show that it, it doesn't have to, you don't have to shoot your limit like so many people sometimes still in this day and age to have a good hunt. So I've heard that twice in the last few days, and it makes me think there's hope for, uh, for duck hunters and duck hunting etiquette out there after all.
0: Well, Rocky and I have had this conversation in years past, Jay Paul, about how you know when he when his clients come in, uh, how interesting it is that different people mm-hmm. have a totally different standard of what you know a great duck hunt is, and uh, you know as as you know people who are trying to further the sport of waterfowling, the last thing we need to do is uh, say, well, if, you, if I didn't kill a limit of greenheads and uh, and widge and back duck, I'm not going to. Uh, I, you know, I didn't have a good hunt. Yeah, you know, well I, I I would I would disagree with that.
2: Yeah, and I definitely would too. So I think that's that's pretty cool. Um when you told us about Mississippi Rocky. Josh, tell me what you guys are hearing from down there in Mississippi also from other people about the opening weekend.
1: The well, for the most part, opening day was good, um but like it was just like B C said, if you had water or you found water, uh you had good hunts. But Saturday, Sunday tapered off um, big time. Um, and, like, again, following along with what BC said, people were pretty limited. Um, you kind of needed to go back where you were Friday or, or just not hunt. Um, and we didn't hunt our place. You know, we, we deer hunted all weekend. And we finally got some rain yesterday and got some more in the night that's helping a lot. Uh, so this weekend's looking looking really good. But, uh, you know, opening weekend... Really and truly, there there weren't just a whole lot of people that hunted because of limited just limited water.
0: I didn't hear a lot of shooting around where where I was. Uh, were were you over around Kruger, Josh? I I did, was there a lot of shooting over that. Yeah, way?
1: no, no, there wasn't. Um, there there wasn't to speak of. Um, and nothing. Uh, I, Saturday morning, you know, I was deer hunting. I didn't hear of two groups, and that's a fraction of what I usually hear um and then sunday morning i heard one one group um you know for a little while and that was it and and usually you know from where i live and hunt you know, i can hear eight or 10 groups you know you know every every morning um so it just wasn't it wasn't a lot of people hunting um and that's just kind of an unfortunate case uh you know with with the the water the way it was i will say this i saw a lot of hens holy moly it was a lot of hens hmm. Walk, Walking around the grove. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice.
0: Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to play. Mm. Josh, uh, just go. Uh, Josh, isn't it you that's an, a state fan?
1: I do not choose sides. I don't,
0: who threw me into the state
1: boat? Like this, You're about the fourth person in the last 24 hours that said, man, y'all played great. You know, y'all played great the other day. I said, "Who's y'all?" <laughs> I don't play ball anymore. Like, what are we talking I, about?
0: I really think and, it's just because I'm I'm but, still on edge from taking all these hits for the last <laughs> few days. Uh, <laughs> just, no, I just I figured I, you were the other direction it was coming. No, from. I,
1: I really, I really, uh, I really don't. I mean, I, I go to a state ball game or two every year, and I go to Ole Miss ball game or two every year. I, I really don't. I went to Delta State, and so I, I don't really, I really don't choose. Um, I just like to visit that Mississippi. Excel, uh, and, and it's fun to me uh, when the Egg Bowl is a good game, uh, just just because of that.
0: Well, it wasn't a good game. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> oh no, I know, I know. So, but but I'm still not choosing the
1: side. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, i feel like going to. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it was not a good game. But anyway, let's move on from that, uh, and 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 segue further. Uh, You'd
1: Yeah, I've got a great topic since you brought it up. Awesome. Gadwalls, the elusive gadwall. It is the most hated and most loved bird probably in the southern part of the Mississippi Flyway.
2: After um, the shoveler. Hated-wise well, after the shoveler.
1: Well, that's, that's probably anybody, like, true.
2: You're the only yeah, person I, mean, I know that actually loves shovelers. Lots of people love <laughs> gadwalls.
1: <laughs> hey, look. I know Josh kills a lot of gadwalls. I know BC kills a lot of gadwalls, and I kill a lot of gadwalls. But, Jay Paul, you do a lot of field hunting where you're at, and but you've traveled all over.
2: I want to know something.
1: From from everybody that's here, what is your tip to killing hard, um, those circling gadwalls that circle and circle? Neat, 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 neat. You know that old sound. Um, yeah, we so them, I, uh, I, while we've got everybody here, and like I said, a lot of all of us that are here are kill a lot of gadwalls every year. What is your tip to the people that are listening to killing the elusive gadwall?
2: Well, personally, Rocky, you know we make fun of them here in the fields because a lot of times you'll shoot into a group of them, they'll start to leave, you'll start calling, they'll turn around and come right back. So. You know, I I think that the birds, I want to address what you said first, the hated bird. Well, I think that the gadwall is hated because in a lot of areas, particularly in the delta where you're from, the gadwall has replaced the mallard as the dominant bird in the cypress breaks of the delta. I mean, if you talk to guys um, that, that hunt uh, up around Tunica, oh gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I've been there many times. Nash, Buckingham, hunted there. Um, that ancient Beaver, farm, Dam. Like. Beaver, Beaver Dam. Beaver Dam, I'm sorry. Beaver Dam, I don't know why. You know, places like 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 Beaver Dam and, and Mycoma Swamp and uh, even down in the Scatters. Um used to be that mallards were just about all that you would kill. I know, Rocky, you put me on a hunt two or three years ago, a little bit north of Morgan City in a Cypress break with some guys. And man, for the first ten minutes of shooting, thousands of gadwalls were just filling that cypress break. And they made the comment that you know, 15, 20 years ago, those were all mallards, but the gadwalls replaced them. Um, you've seen that a lot in, in your area. There, I know when I hunted with Justin there a couple of years ago, we were in a break where, you know, same story. 20 years ago, it would have been nothing but mallards. So. First off, before I go further, would Josh, Rocky, B.C., would you all three agree with that? Is that an accurate oh, I assessment?
0: do.
1: No, I, I agree, agree with
0: that
2: Without a doubt. Without
0: a doubt. Okay. Yeah, in my and lifetime, so, we've watched that happen for sure.
2: Sure. And so what does everybody, particularly in green timber or in a cypress break or in the Willis, what does everybody want to kill? They want to kill Mallards. They want to see green heads cupped, falling down into a tight little Spot there, right in their face, and they're not seeing that because now they're seeing mallard. I mean, seeing gadwalls replace the mallard, and gadwall populations. I looked the other day; they're well over 50 percent above the long-term average. It may even be 70 or 80. I, I don't know. And don't even. I'm not spouting that as exact. So if I'm wrong, don't kill me over it. But I know that the gadwall population is way, way above the LTA, and so I think that they're hated. Because you've got a lot of places, particularly in the delta, where they've replaced the mallard, and so people don't care for them for that reason. Now,
1: now to to I was to, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a difference in the gadwalls now, and everybody this here can attest to this. There's a difference between the six thirty gadwall and the eight o'clock gadwall. I don't oh, the know 8 how.
2: More difficult yeah,
1: that, that yeah that no. uh, the, the gadwall. They are the most bipolar duck there is alive. Because at six thirty <laughs> they will swamp you and at eight o'clock what do they do? Right out of shooting range. So go ahead, J Paul.
2: Well, you know, all right, so that brings me to a second point and I'm gonna make it and then I'm gonna move, shut up and let you guys take the floor. But a lot of guys around here I got a buddy named Nick Nunn who is hardcore. I mean, this guy hunts probably fifty of the sixty days in Tennessee and uh Nick calls them knack-knacks just because that knack 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 that noise you were uh, that you were making just then. That is so dead on. I mean, Rocky, you sound a whole lot like a great duck right then and there. But um, Nick's and some of the guys that he hunts with a few years ago, I was with them, and they when they're calling when it's great ducks and not mallards, he's like, man, if that's the sound they make, I mean, you can do it. With any old J-Frame duck call, just shorten your notes a little bit, and instead of blowing a sequence like you do for mallards, give it that knack, 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 knack. And I found that that's really, really effective. A lot of people, when they're trying to call gadwalls, they blow just like they were calling a mallard. They sound very similar, but as you noted, Rocky, the gadwall does have a different cadence, and its notes are shorter and more clipped off. So my biggest tip, somebody, if you're trying to work gadwalls, mimic a gadwall. Don't try to sound like a mallard. And I'll shut up and let you guys have.
1: It. And uh, hey, I will follow you up with saying that a single reed duck call is the easiest to make a gadwall sound on. That nee 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 nee. nee. It's, sure. just, it's it's easier to hit those high notes with it.
0: But uh, look,
2: let I me mean, they... I'll,
1: I'll throw my tip in here. I'm going to throw one in real quick. Now, I will shut up because I, it seems like I've been breaking in and talking, but I'll throw my tip in here. The one thing that I think that you could do to kill more gadwall without blowing a call, with, you know, without spinning wing decoys, whatever it may be, I think the key to killing a gadwall is putting movement on the water. The days that it's silent and you just sit there and watch them and not making any movement on the water, it's harder to kill them. It's harder to kill that 8 o'clock gadwall. If you can create movement on the water, gadwalls will, you know, they'll just fall straight to that movement. They are attracted to movement. It is. They are the most attracted to movement more than, oh, gosh, probably any other duck. It and the shovel are the, probably the two most movement-attracted ducks that I, that I can say. So that's What about, deal. I would I, I would put movement on the water. I would just kind of either, you know, I wouldn't kick the water because it makes a loud sound, but I would some kind of way, you know, I've even, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, J-Paul, where I, where I sent you a couple of years ago, uh, we hunted mm-hmm. up at Minner City. One of the things that we did, we took an old trolling mm-hmm. motor and we, we strapped it to the end of the boat and put movement on the water that way. You can use a wow. mallard machine, whatever you want to do. But I think those gadwalls. I think that's a key to killing a gadwall. An eight o'clock gadwall is having movement on the water. Now I'm shutting up. But no, I, what what I was gonna gonna bring up is I see the six thirty gadwall, and it's it's most likely got more to do with the, the lack of light. But I see those big groups early suck into a spinning wing decoy without hesitation. Uh, and I don't use them that much. Uh, spinning wing decoys, I don't. Sometimes I wheel right at daylight. But but if we're in a place where there is a lot of gadwalls using it, and you put one out, I mean you're going to do some shooting. I mean it, it's I mean duck hunting is never a guarantee, but it that that is definitely uh, something that that I that I like to do. Um, and I that's just preferred by me. But I don't use them that much. Um, there are a few places where we hunt that that tend to get loaded with gadwalls and for that reason i'll use one but later in the morning they don't like them as much it's exactly like you said rocky they're a bipolar duck i mean they don't mm-hmm. they they'll they'll turn and shy away from from about anything um as as the morning goes on for whatever reason i you know it's just a it's just what a gadwall is but i love them i mean i i absolutely love them i hear so many people complain about them you know you ask them well how'd y'all do this morning well we you know, whatever we killed 15 or so, uh, well, that's good, yeah, but but it was mostly gatwalls, you know, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, if if you're a duck hunter, you're a duck hunter and you're there to shoot ducks, and, and that's just uh, you know, and that's that's it. If you're gonna complain about it, you know, my take is don't be a duck hunter, uh, it that's yeah. just the way I feel about it, yeah. I
0: don't even know you, that DC? I would, I don't know that I would want to live, uh, I mean, my, my favorite. Uh, well I I shouldn't say one of my favorite duck holes uh is on our place and uh it's it's actually my brother-in-law and and his partner one of my close friends place that we hunt uh in tutwiler and uh we call it the mounds and the reason why it's one of my favorite places to hunt is because every kind of duck and in, in, including some of the ones we don't prefer to eat but 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 all the ones you do prefer to eat so you know teal and widgeons and gadwalls and mallards are all there in any hunt you may kill five or six different species and you'll have to and you'll have to hunt five or six different species and and attract five or six different species and for me that's exciting i mean i i i, I don't think that the, the mallard's going to Ever not be the the king, but uh you know sometimes it's a. It, it, I would rather go and you know have to pull out a whistle for that group and then have to pull out a a, a duck call for the next group and and that's that's fun. Uh, so I, I don't I think that uh, I don't I don't I don't agree with that and I completely I get that all the time, Josh. Like you know yeah you know we we killed four limits, uh but it was you know gadwalls and teal like uh well and i just assume either teal is anything so uh i don't see that as a negative i, I guess the reason for that to, to answer your question they don't gadwalls don't respond to the call the same way like you guys mentioned i guess people just got to where they didn't uh you know they didn't like watching the gadwall shuffle uh but you know
2: but, if you get to where it, if, let me interrupt that's you what we me call, interrupt you 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 just you just made a, a good point Gadwalls don't respond to the call as well as mallets. And, and what you said is very true as well, Ad. and so a lot of people I think don't like the gadwall for that reason either, but the fact of the matter is they do respond to the call. Okay, so you know, I think if you put ducks in order, probably the duck that responds best to the call, and they're a whistler, they don't even make a quack, um, in my experience, widgeon's React really good to the call and decoy very well, sometimes even better than mallards. And I think next would have to be mallards. I think next would have to be um, gadwall after that. And then, you know, you've got the pintail uh, and green wing teal, which green wings are more, they decoy more like a diving duck. You know, call it a green wing. I haven't seen anybody that does it super effectively. Yeah, they respond to the call, but they do it minimally. They're more of a decoying bird. A lot of times, they'll swing by two or three times, see your decoys, and come in, much more like a shoveler. But gadwalls will respond to the call, so I don't understand why people hate gadwalls so much. But then you got the pintail, that you know, I've got a friend that calls them circle leaves because they tend to come in circle, 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 and then they leave. You know, uh, they don't work nearly as well as gadwalls do, but Everybody loves kill a pintail. So, you know, I don't get it. I like gadwalls. I like widget. I like mallards. And I like I like working them because you can work them. Are they more difficult, particularly later in the day? You know, yeah, probably so. But I love shooting any duck that I can call in and work. And, actually, I might even like gadwalls a little better because they are a challenge. And when you're successful, it's like you've won, you know.
0: J. Paul, I I, I – you know, I think that you know. The, obviously, all of us, uh, you know, have, have have sort of said this. That the great thing is, if you can, if you can do your homework and scout where those gadwalls are, uh, it can be a real short hunt because they're coming where they're going first thing in the morning. Uh, and those six thirty gadwalls um, can make for some pretty exciting uh, first first moments of uh, daylight.
2: Oh no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So kind of to to bring it all together and recap what everybody said because I agree. I think there's some really good meat here and some good tips. First of all, um, like Josh said, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a hole where you know you're gonna have gray duck action, don't wait till later in the morning. I've seen guys that don't turn on that mojo or that spinner until they feel like it can really be seen. I agree with Josh. I think those gadwalls at first light any type of flash that they see at all attracts them. So cut your spinners on really, really early. Number two, like Rocky said, be sure and put some motion on the water. Nothing works better than a jerk string. And then I still feel really, really strongly that uh, if you want to have more success getting them to work to the call, you need to listen to them and you need to try try to mimic that. I'd also recommend you maybe put some gadwall decoys out in your spread also. So... I think those three things, you know, try to, if you're going to talk to a gadwall, try to talk like a gadwall, put motion, ripple on the water, and get that spinner going early are all really good tips to be more successful. Hey. Because here's the deal, guys. Great ups, right now, the way that they're responding to the different drought conditions we've had over the years and then rebounding in these wet periods, it looks like we're going to have really, really st- strong gadwall numbers for years to come. And we may hate the fact that, They've invaded our brakes and our timber, but there's nothing we can do about it. So you might as well try to figure out how to enjoy them. All right, go ahead, Bob. Hey,
1: Jay hey, Paul, let me tell you this, and, and you you reiterated our three points, okay? But I will say this. BC probably brought up the most important part out of all three of us and the most important tip. It is like clockwork. BC is 100% correct. I don't know what it is. If you scout them, you see them the afternoon before, it's like clockwork. They're coming back to that spot first thing the next morning. Am I, am I right,
0: B.C.? You oh, yeah. see that all
1: Absolutely. the time in the timber. Sure, oh, sure B.C., you are
2: right. And I'm sorry, B.C., I left that out of there. Uh, you know, I just assumed that from the conversation that we'd had before, that that was kind of a uh, – but you are no, right. I, want, I guess the fourth Jay thing is to get there early. Get there early. Yeah, uh, yeah not trying I wasn't trying, that to, out. I wasn't
1: trying to jump on you. I was just, as BC was saying that, I was just thinking to myself how many times I've, I've scouted some of this flooded cypress, and you see where those gadwalls are sitting, and it is like clockwork. I'm, I am know you're sick of hearing that word, but they come there first thing the next morning. Gadwalls are <laughs> so predictable.
0: Yeah, you the one thing I, about it, they, though, is that those 830 birds, when they come by and they're used to seeing six or seven hundred other of their friends sitting in that little hole and you shot them early, and so that six or seven hundred are not there, then that's that's another thing that makes them difficult. When you were talking about motion on the water, I really think you're I completely agree, and I use those those little splasher decoys uh, because I, I like the noise it makes, I like the motion on the water it makes. And I I think it makes a you know the, the number of decoys you've got out look like more, particularly through you know a thick canopy. And when those gadwalls come over at eight thirty and they're looking for four or five hundred of their buddies, and they see twenty four mallard decoys, well that that's not what they're looking for.
2: Yeah, I agree totally. And and I think all four of those things, five now because you're right. I mean. They're, they're looking at those 8 o'clock flights. They're expecting to see the wad that came in earlier still there. And, of course, if you shot at them, that's not going to happen. So I think all of those things are, are really, really good. Get there early. Start your mojo as soon as shooting light comes. Put ripple on the water and, and try to sound like a gadwall would be four really, really good tips. And I think if you employ those, you are going to see some success. BC I know since we had you on here last a whole lot of really cool stuff has been going on uh with Wren and Ivy and you know I'm sure that all of our guys uh would like to hear about that Thanks Jay Paul uh yeah it's pretty exciting uh you know when you create
0: something uh you hope that there's a that there's a, a desire need out there that other people are looking for the same thing and uh but you don't really know and it turns out that they were uh people are um people are really enjoying using the product it's been a it's it's been one of the more fulfilling uh things i've ever done professionally to see people posting their pictures uh on social media and emailing them to us uh and how they're enjoying our product and how it's helping them to enjoy the thing they love to do most uh it's been incredibly fulfilling for me. Uh it it starting it, it with the Louisiana Opener and Arkansas Opener and uh this past weekend. Uh well actually starting up in Canada. So it was uh it's been a really fun fall for Kim and I and uh things are going going really well.
1: Well what um so the last time last time we were on we were talking about, you know, everything that, that Ren and Ivy had, you know, the bags, uh the, the duck straps and everything like that. Can you kind of run through those again real quick? Um, because we've, um, you know, the following just keeps growing every week. We've been really fortunate with this podcast. So to let everybody kind of know what what products there are and if anything new is coming, maybe not this year, but maybe I would look forward to coming out in the future.
0: Sure, Josh. So uh, all the and Ivy products are made one at a time by hand uh, from wax, twill, canvas, uh, vegetable tan bridle leather, and solid brass hardware uh so we we've, we've made all the products out of the best stuff we could find all of those materials if you care for them obviously we all have stuff that belong to our grandfathers that that were made out of those same materials if you care for them they'll last forever our our company uh slogan is leave a legacy because we really feel like uh, a connection to the people that taught you how to enjoy the outdoors uh that connection comes through the gear it, that's one of the ways that you connect with those people and when you use gear that has a uh nostalgic look um i think that it, it you know it makes you feel like well I, I bet my grandfather would have been uh really pleased with this new gun case so we do uh blind bags gun cases game straps uh gun slings uh we also do travel gear uh tote bags uh grooming kits um and then uh more of the, uh, the 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 collection that's coming in the spring is uh is is a lot of new travel stuff so a briefcase uh roller duffel bag uh those, those types of those types of items we've actually got uh we're hoping for 10 new products uh to be able to launch uh in march
1: hey B- oh, what Right, right now, what what is the what's the hottest selling items that you that you push? I mean, that you're really moving a lot of.
0: You know, it's 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 strange. Uh, it it kind of has ebbed and flowed, um, but I I think, and I, I'd have to go back and look to be completely sure, but I, I think probably our heirloom ditty bag is still our number one seller. Um, it's the smaller of the two um, blind bags that we make, and uh, it has you know it has the, the little waterproof pocket that you can manipulate your phone through without taking it out it's got two of the cup holder pockets it's uh you know it's got lockable zippers so you can you know s- secure your gear um but it's it's a, a size that no matter what type of waterfowl you're going to do and actually um I didn't intend this but a lot of uh of deer hunters are using that bag and I'm getting a lot of pictures of guys with uh with the bag hanging in the tree with them with their water bottle in the cup holder pocket and their grunt tube across the front uh the front strap you know so every it you know was not my intention but but guys are loving it for that purpose as well so i think the heirloom ditty bag is still our number one seller um but uh but the the generation field tote which rocky uh roy M got you one of those as a gift i know and uh and the fouling piece case uh, are right there neck and neck as well.
1: Yeah, I love my bag. I, I really, I use it every time I'm back and forth to Oxford. I use it. Hey, look, one of the cool things about um, this weekend, and I told you this on the phone Friday when we talked, when I was calling to check on the hunt, one of the cool things that I was telling you about was all these people tagging Wren and Ivy and all these pictures, you know, with especially with the strap with the straps of ducks. And I saw, I saw a couple of more over the weekend of, of people that had tag, tagged, you guys in those pictures, man, that, that, that strap is freaking awesome.
0: Thank you. I That's mean, our really traditional cool. game strap that you're, that you're talking about. And it, that has, I mean, I, I not to be redundant, but that has been uh, so special for Kim and I to, to be able to see something that, you know, we sort of, you know, envisioned in our mind and, and made a reality, and now other people are enjoying it as much as we are. And it's also helping them to spend time with their friends and family uh, outdoors. Um, that's That has that's easily been uh, the the most fun and rewarding part about uh, our new company, Rent and Ivy.
1: Hey, B.C., before – we're going to have to go in just a minute, but look, before we go, how – do we go about keeping in touch with Ren and Ivy, ordering from Ren and Ivy? Where can we find the products?
0: Sure. So we're, we're easy to find, uh, Ren and Ivy.com, Ren like the bird and Ivy like the plant. Ren is my four year old daughter and Ivy is my one year old son. Uh, so uh, Ren and Ivy.com is our website. And you can also find us uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Ren and Ivy Brands. Um, so, you should. Uh, it, it we're easy to find, and at, we're uh, we're always running uh, photo contests too because we love to see those pictures we're talking about. So, you know, go on and and, and follow us, and uh, and post your pictures. Uh, we'll and yeah. we'll send you some free free gear.
1: Yeah, that's what that's what I wanted to bring up before we got out of here was uh, was that y'all like to run those photo contests and have everything you know products in them and it's been like like Rocky was saying it's been really really neat to see that um, you know play out as seasons have opened and, and people started hunting and to see all the Ren and ivy gear that's out there it's been it's been really neat to see from a distance I know it's been a lot of fun to see it from from your household uh, to BC but look um, before we get out of here uh today. Uh, I wanna thank you B C but I, I do wanna ask both of you, Rocky and B C just one final thing. We're we're in a split here in Mississippi, um, waiting on season to open back up Friday. Uh so what um what are we looking for? What are we looking forward to uh as kind of our final thoughts on the podcast today. What what are we looking for as season's about to open back up?
0: Rocky you want you want you want to take that first you want me to go first <laughs> I'll
1: I'll let you I'll let you go first
0: You know I, I think it's probably going to be more of the same this wet, this water's going to uh is going to help us but uh but we we need a lot of water so uh we we'll, I think it's going to be more of the same find the water find the ducks and uh you, you know we we I actually love this split it's uh it lets us get back to work for a few days and then it's almost like you get an opening day all over again so uh i think i think this weekend will be as good or better for those people uh all through the state
1: hey look i'm going to close with this for you guys that that listen to those tips i'm going to tell you something that is some of the best tips for killing gadwalls that i've ever seen put together it's better than any article that you're going to read in in wildfowl or du or anything like that i mean you that was four really good tips to killing more gadwalls i will close i will close with this and say that migration report from duck south is coming up in about an hour and for you for those listening to this podcast. You're probably going to see it tonight when you listen to this podcast, but, uh, just, you can find it on Facebook at Duck South, just do a search for Duck South and the video will be there. Also be on my Facebook page, Rocky LaFleur and get a lot of surprises about where the ducks are. And we're going to tell you where they are, where they are and what to expect this coming weekend. So look, follow that. Josh has been working really, really hard. A lot of overtime put in talking to all these guys from across the U.S. So follow that today, tomorrow. You'll see that report. Oh, hey, one, yeah. more, one more thing Yo, before I go, go. Thank you, BC. Thank you for taking time, man, because I know that you're trying to catch up. This is busy part of your year with Christmas coming on. Thank you for taking time to come on here. I think what you're doing is so awesome. and it, you, With those products, you really are leaving a legacy. And I, I can't say enough about my bag, man. I love it. It's really a I'm great so, I'm product. So for anybody that's listening to this podcast, you have to get a piece of, of Ren and Ivy one, you know, something that they're putting out because it's going to last forever. It's great. It's an awesome product.
0: Thank you, Rocky. Yep. I appreciate yep. you yep. guys, uh, for everything that you guys have done to, to help us, uh, get the word out. You know, we're, we're a small company and, and, uh, yeah, you know, guys like you that are getting behind the product and uh, and spreading the word is why we you know we actually yesterday was Cyber Monday uh, and uh, we I we had the best sales day uh, I think in the history of the company so far so um, that's that and that and you know we don't we don't run a lot of ads I mean that's just word of mouth uh, duck hunters that uh, love the gear telling other duck hunters. so but uh, thank y'all for for helping us to do that.
1: Oh, absolutely! And look, we've enjoyed having you on. We'll have you back. Um, it's it's a lot of fun when you're on here. I do want to go ahead and say, look, when you get home, if your wife is mad about about my comments on the saw, at least know that that I dug the hole for both of us, and uh, <laughs> and, and that, that we're in that one together, and, and we'll, we'll work that out uh, together in the future. But no, look, seriously, thank you for having for uh, taking the time to be on here with us. We've been glad to have you. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this week's On the X podcast powered by DuckSouth.com.